And this is why, you know, my personal core values happen to be to identify five core values for trust your talent, which is health, sustainability, joy, fulfillment, and impact. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation, it's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, you ask? It's the right club online community a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people we have interactive forums all the podcast episodes and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing training and education and much more it's free to join so be sure to come grow with us and see you at the now back to the podcast Welcome back, Right Club Nation, to another episode of the Right Club Podcast. It's Alfonso Salemi, and today co-hosting with Laurel Simmons. How are you, the lovely Laurel? I'm just great, Alfonso. How's it going with you today? I am super pumped. I'm super pumped. I was really looking forward to recording this podcast today with you and our amazing guest, Tim. And we got to talk about a little bit about uh, a little bit about heart, right? And uh, and he actually literally talks physically about his heart and uh, some of the, the problems that we had. But uh, we were just talking about that too, about the experiences of even the last little while of the Right Club and then way beyond that before the Right Club even formed and where we all got started on those beginnings of those paths. So wherever you are on that journey, thank you so much for joining in on the podcast tonight. And uh, yeah, Laurel, how have you been? What, what's going on? I know you were looking at the calendar, a lot of stuff planned for the Right Club. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, we're, we're really working hard on the online community. And by the way, if you haven't joined, go on over to therightclub.com and uh, put in your name and email address fill in your profile and then you're automatically part of our community there's lots of stuff it's free to join forums connect with people there's all kinds of stuff and you'll see a lot more rolling out as the weeks and months pass so don't miss out on that opportunity there's our facebook group um and there's all kinds of stuff happening isn't isn't there alfonso yes for you know what through this this time in our lives where we are and we're recording this on October 26, 2020, and uh, everything that we've seen this year, it's been uh, it's been unique. And the, the Right Club community has been a great way to stay in touch, tapped in with the people that, and even it's expanded even further. We're having conversations with people across the country now that, you know, a normal, the back in the day, the Right Club events, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So I think that's some of the great stuff that's been able to do, keeping in touch with the forums, getting people's opinions, ideas, experiences, right? Guys, we all have different stories every single day of the stuff that we're going through good bad and ugly and i'm sure there's a lot of the bad and ugly right and and hopefully enough good that keeps you going that's what we want to help you guys out with is the motivation to to show you that there is a lot of good stuff out there to do and and you got to get through the muck a little bit and uh, we're here to help you that be a resource for every single one of you uh wherever you are on the journey and and uh, that's why i'm excited to get to tim to the podcast he's got a great story he went through a lot of muck and uh, he's still persevering and inspiring so many people and helping uh, his, his, his people, his tribe, his, uh, his trust your talent people as well too, right? So uh, educating on financial education uh, and investing. So I'm super excited to get to the podcast. What do you say, Laurel? So let's go to it. 
Hey, welcome, welcome to the podcast. It's Tim Sai, and I'm super, super stoked uh, to have Tim here uh, on the podcast with Laurel and I. Uh, Tim is definitely one of my mentors. He is one of the guys early on in my journey uh, of real estate investing that I looked up to, and I was just like, wow, I got to just listen to what this man says. And, uh, and Tim crushes it and now is helping out so many more people. Um, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Tim. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Fun. Yes. Well, yes. you have so many stories. And, and we, we, just before we started recording, we thought, well, let's just talk about the stories because like your story is really, really interesting. And I, like, I didn't even know that, you know, there, there were stories. Well, I mean, there's all these stories you don't know about people, right? But the, there's some really pretty cool stories. So, so Tim, why don't you tell us, if you can, your, your heart story. My heart story. Uh, that's a funny way to put it, hey? I never thought about it that way. <laughs> My heart story. Well, I am nearly, uh, nearing, is that the right word? Nearing 39 years old. And um, I had my very, very first heart attack when I was 18, second one at 19, and the third one at 29. I had a heart surgery when I was 20. So, you know, people want to talk about numbers when it comes to real estate investing. And those are the numbers that a lot of times I like to share, because I think those are the things that I saw, I saw were curses. And now they have become a blessing for me, because I think it's really what helped me stay focused, stay committed to my goals. However, really gave, gave me the chance to, to figure out what life is all about and really understanding that investing is awesome. However, the ultimate goal is not about the money and the doors I was, as we were talking about. Um, it was a very unique situation because it really, even the first one, it just kind of happened out of nowhere, to be really honest. I was quite, I was always, you know, I was never like fit and built. However, I was never sick and weak either. It was um, basically what happened was because it actually took three cardiologists to figure out what was wrong with me. That's why after the, my, my first one, I already started getting checked up and doing tests and whatnot. And the first cardiologist wasn't able to help me. And then before we could get a proper diagnosis, I had another, another one. Again, keep in mind, they were all minor. <laughs> That's how they're classified. They're all minor. Hence, I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, so got to the second cardiologist. However, the second cardiologist couldn't figure it out either. And finally went to the third one who was actually the head of the cardiology department at the St. Paul Hospital in downtown Vancouver. And it took somebody with 20 plus experiences to figure it out. And because it's not like I was not eating properly, I was doing anything strenuous. It was literally the diagnosis was the fact that, that potentially after puberty, um, when my heart was developing and growing, it actually grew two extra arteries and one extra circuit, but they were very, very micro so that x-ray didn't pick it up, MRI didn't pick it up. And even though every time I did the stress test, I don't know if any, any of you ever did it, <laughs> um, they're like, yeah, there is definitely something wrong with you. I'm like, yeah, thank you so much for telling me that. Now what? <laughs> yeah. I, I knew something was wrong with me. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what happened. And as soon as they figured it out, I got scheduled in for surgery and got rid of that and inevitably got right back into the rat race after school was done because that's how I was taught. And it just goes to show how 
deep rooted some of these old traditional ways of thinking about money and how to run your life and live your life really is because I sometimes joke now, you know what? Two heart attacks did not wake me up. It took the third one to really put me on the path of what I really wanted to do and pursue today. So was the third heart attack, like you said, at 29, um, you were still sort of in, in the corporate world yeah. at that point? Yeah, I was. And that was, was it, I mean, was it stress? Just, just the way you were living your life? I, you know, you don't have to go into details, but give us some. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, a lot of times I like to ask people, you know, how many hours do you work on, on average per week? Most people will say 40 hours, right? If you're unionized, maybe 37 and a half to be exact. <laughs> and, uh, and I always say, you know what, congratulations, you're very lucky because I remember towards the end of my corporate career, I was pulling 70, 80 hour weeks simply because of the fact that, you know, that's the price that comes with. And I think Alfonso, I remember, if I remember correctly, you can probably relate to this as well, right? Climbing the corporate ladder super fast kind of just means that you take on a whole lot more and getting paid the same. Mm -hmm. And I was climbing the corporate ladder and I got into senior positions. What that also really translated into was the fact that I had teams to manage across the country. We live in a great big country with time zones. <laughs> where I, I want to be staying in bed. However, you guys in Ontario, you're already up getting the day going. And I want to spend time with my friends and family. And yet people in, the B, in, in BC on the West Coast, they're still prepping for the next day. And I also have to travel to support all of them. And so as a result, you know, usually if I have to say be in Toronto for the following week, I would fly out on the Sunday. So sacrificing personal time to be there. So I'm fresh and ready to go. Cause you know, you want to work hard. That's what we were all taught and go for the next promotion, go for the next title, go for the next pay raise, the next bonus checks. And um, I would do that. And then instead of finishing on Friday and coming home on Friday night, I would oftentimes just opt to stay on Friday to finish everything off and come home on a Saturday. And so that's really what gave me the third one. It was definitely stress induced and malnutrition. Well, and, and, and see, and, and this is the other thing is, you know, Tim doesn't give himself enough credit either. Like he's amazing. Like he was such a high performer of where he was. And I think a lot of people can maybe relate to that, that are in the corporate world, climbing that ladder. Again, before I left that corporate world is all about that next bonus being at the top of that list. Like, you know, maybe if you were a car dealership sales, it was always that like the co coffees for closers mentality, right? Like uh, from what we grew up in, like the movies and all that kind of stuff. And they, they use that talent and wisely, right? Because they want you working across the country, giving your leadership, your insight that you share, but that it's your talent, right? And you're, you're getting capped. It's capping your own. And, and that's like the, I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with the name of the company, trust your talent, but that's what it, but that's what it makes me think of, right? Is that have the trust in yourself. And that's why so many people are, oh, quit the job, quit the job. And Sarah just recently, uh, Larby, our co-founder, talks about that, that corporate lifestyle, that same mentality. She yeah. has that talent, right? That the, the company is training and organizing, right? And, and now you're like empowering, really empowering others to trust their talent, right? With what, with, with what you learned in your teaching. That's what we're hoping to do, yes. Yes, yes. So what, what made you, um, so you had your heart attack. So then... Was, was that the actual, I don't know, did you end up in the hospital again? And then it was like, you woke <laughs> up and you said, okay, that's it. Enough, enough, enough. Um, and you had what made the, 
the, the 90 degree turn and then you went somewhere else like, like just walk us through that process because i find this so fascinating find out what you, did. Uh, you know what my first two basically it was super silly the first one literally i remember watching sitting on the couch watching tv and pain blacked out woke up in a hospital second time pretty much the same i was i was going to university at the time the third one though funny enough because you know you're trained enough now to um, to learn about your body you understand a little bit more and plus if you've had two you understand that kind of pain and what it feels like and this is why sometimes when i'm watching movies or shows these days where people are like oh my god i'm having a heart attack i'm like there's a lot of truth in that because I know when doctors watch shows like ER, they're like, that's not how it works. <laughs> However, again, when you're having some sort of weird chest pain, chest, I, I don't want to compare heartburns to heart attacks or anxiety attacks. However, it does like it, that's literally what it feels like. You start to feel numb. And I was driving. The third time that happened, I was literally driving for a work appointment. And fortunately, I live in Edmonton now. And so fortunately, the University um, of Alberta Hospital was about a three minute detour. I literally drove myself and like drove up to the ER, dumped my car with the keys and the car running and I checked it myself in. And then I called my partner to come. That's how it happened. Like I felt something coming on and I was going through a very stressful time at the time and yeah. Hey, Right Club Nation, it's Sarah here. I wanted to take a moment and talk to you about private money for mortgages. As you've been building your real estate team, it is critical that you have a good source of private money, both for borrowing, but also to lend out should you want to make more money on your money. Have you been perhaps turned down for a mortgage or reached your max capacity in your borrowing power? Or are you buying distressed properties to burr or to flip that may not initially qualify with a regular bank type of lender? Or maybe on the other hand, you have money that you wanted to loan out on your terms rather than making the measly percentages that the banks are offering you. Well, Private Money for Mortgages is actually a boutique mortgage brokerage that specializes in private mortgages for both borrowers and lenders. And Susan has over 25 years of experience in real estate investing and her brokerage specializes in connecting borrowers and lenders to one another. And she's got many solutions for you. She says, when the bank says no, we say yes. So reach out at one 800 9320437 or 519-342-7295 or visit privatemoneyformortgages.com and that's the number four. Right Club Nation, remember as you build your real estate portfolio, chances are you will come to a point where bank-funded mortgages are no longer an easy option. Or you may need a short-term loan for a first mortgage for a flip or a burr or maybe a second mortgage to consolidate debt. That is when they can help by providing different types of solutions. And also as a bonus offer, Susan said, mention this podcast when you connect with her and her team, and they will cover the cost of an appraisal for you to a maximum of $500. So either call at 1-800-932-0437 or 519-342-7295 or the website privatemoneyformortgages.com. And now back to the show. So then, then what? Then you, <laughs> I'm going to pull this out of you one way or another. Then what? 
Well, so, then, you know, they hook you up, all that good stuff, and then diagnose you. I didn't have to go through a surgery, thank God. Um, I mean, and this is the funny thing is that, again, three minor heart attacks, one heart surgery. I also live with five autoimmune disorders. And so, again, this is why a lot of people, they're like, why don't you move back to Vancouver? You used to live there or you moved to Ontario. I'm like, the humidity kills me because one of, one of the things that I have is rheumatoid arthritis. However, the point is I actually got diagnosed that same earlier that year as well. And one of the things that I also have as a result is called ankylosing spondylitis. And that's a charitable cause that I'm always supporting as well. And really hoping to elevate and raise the awareness for that particular disease is the fact that because my my dad also has it, your over time, my spine basically would just be bone stacking on bones. I'm losing cartilage as we speak. My bone, my spine's fusing up. And so you lose mobility over time. However, it's a type of rheumatoid arthritis. So cold and damp does not help. I remember I bought my very first walking cane when I was 25 years old living in Vancouver because there would be times that it was so cold and so damp that I could not even get out of bed in the morning. And so the point that I'm making here, though, is that that particular year, um, basically what was happening because of all the traveling, I wasn't taking care of my physical health and my nutrition. And so as a result, because my spine was fusing, my rib cage started caving in and applying pressure. Because after my heart surgery, I had already been warned that my heart functions at probably about an 82 to 85% capacity as a normal human health, uh, healthy, normal human heart. And this is also why when I go into the pools and hot tub these days, if the water goes above my heart level, I have a hard time breathing sometimes. So I'm still working on that. And I've spent the last almost decade now looking after my health as well. But that's what financial freedom brought me. It's not about the doors. It's about focusing on what matters. And so I went through that. But right after that, I went, I went into a straight major depression. And when I share this with people, you know, sometimes I say three heart attacks, again, didn't kill me. But a major depression almost made me take my own life. And that's also why I'm so big on just really helping people you know, just give them perspective on how to improve your life. And that's why I decided to start on the financial side, because it's a big stressor for a lot of people. However, physical wellness, mental wellness, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, all that comes together. That's yeah. Wow. It really, really does. And it, it um, it's about the person, like looking after who you are, like the, the, the person and then you go after the other stuff because the number of doors is like well that's that's the number of doors I, and but you you put you obviously put a plan into place to to replace your income or supplement or whatever you you know you did and you started so can you talk a little bit about how you started and and what what you did because obviously you were really motivated you know severe depression three heart attacks you're 29 um yeah, you probably, I don't want to say you should be dead, but you know, you, you, you're not <laughs> to say that. you know what, and this is why I said it's a blessing now. I feel like all these things were put in my ways to teach me something and I was able to survive it. And I'm hoping that I'm thriving because of it, because I mean, it really taught me, I think it really taught me that what we really the time that we have, the limited time that we have on this planet really is precious. And it prompted me to look for my purpose. And this is why, you know, my personal 
core values happen to be to identify five core values for treasure talent, which is health, sustainability, joy, fulfillment, and impact. And these were every single word means something to me. And that's the message that we want to create and put out there through Trust Your Talent, because I think together we can all achieve more. And this is why I love your catchphrase too: come grow with us, because that's there's it's a never ending path. The moment people get that, the journey is what's enjoyable. And that's that's what matters. And so for me, though, because of all the health challenges, I'm not eligible to buy any sort of critical illness insurance, life insurance, anything like that. And I also realized because I made good income. However, in 2008, when global financial crisis happened, my entire portfolio pretty much almost got wiped out. And what got me into real estate was because I got recommended, recommended to invest in a commercial syndication deal that went south as well. So all my savings are gone by the time I was 29, despite the fact that I have been making six figures since I was 24 years old. And so that was a huge aha for me as well. So all these, the combination of all these things that were happening, I just, it kind of hit me that I, I got to do something. I had to do something. And because the trigger was losing all my savings in a real estate deal. So I decided to do real estate training and little did I know, I mean, Alfonso, you and I were exposed to the same trainer, Pip. Um, it really turned into a financial the beginning of my financial education and this is why i always say real estate is just a vehicle ultimately speaking we're all learning how money works and how money works for us so that we're not trading hours for dollars for the rest of our lives yeah i i often say that you know money is the fuel you put in the engine i really like what are you going to do roll around in the money money's money in and of itself has no value it's just yeah, pieces of paper or numbers on a, you know, a virtual bank account, right? It's what you do with it. It's a currency and a tool that somebody invented at some point to ease the transaction process. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and, you know, and again, and, and when we, again, went through that training, you, you helped a lot of the students in that training. That's where I met you in those rooms. You were at the front of the room learning how to, to, to now help others, right? And you've seen a lot, you, you were a new investor, we all are new investors at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. And you worked with a lot of them closely mentoring them continue to do that now with you and your team. And what do you think like one of the biggest mistakes is that's what it is, is like they, it's the money aspect they focus on? Or is it something different? Maybe something that we haven't thought of? I feel like people focus on the vehicle a little too much, rather than the end goals. And I think, you know, during our last podcast, I do share this. I mean, there's no secret that, uh, here, honestly, everything is transparent. My only formula is what I call, let's figure out what your purpose is, what your why is, and then paint that picture together. Let's describe that to me, what it looks like, what it sounds like to you when you achieve the life and the lifestyle that you want. Does it have family in there? Does it have travel in there? Does it have good food in there? Big houses, small houses, I don't care. What makes you happy? What gives you joy and gets you out of bed every single morning going, today's a great day. I'm going to make the best out of it. And then we're going to help you find the time freedom and the money freedom. So I actually, funny enough, I just had this inspiration yesterday and put it on Instagram. I, I write my little own quotes once in a while here and there. And I just realized that 
you know what? The new status symbol, the old ones, as we all know, oh no, fancy degrees, higher, higher education, big houses, fancy cars. Now I'm like, no, it's health, it's time freedom, it's money freedom, the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want and however you want. And so once we get that picture, okay, well, you know what? Let's get to work because it's, time, it's now time. Let's utilize the most used currency. If you want to go on vacation, you want a house, you want to take your family out to do things, what does that translate into? Some people find that a little crass. However, again, I'm, all I'm doing here is trying to help people master the tool with that is money. So let's, let's solidify your financial goal and let the goal determine the strategies that you need to apply. So Alfonso, you and I, same thing, baby strategy, lease option, and it's no longer a baby for you. You've done super amazing with it. And let the strategies dictate the markets that you get to go into. And this is probably why you, you and I both enjoy lease options so, so much is that there's virtually no borders of what lease options can do because we, we do tenant first most of the times, right? It's about really finding the people and helping them out. And then the last part of that equation is properties. And that's the funny thing. Property is at the bottom of the equation. Because you can just as easily substitute it with starting a new business, maybe starting a multi-level marketing business, or maybe buying a franchise, or whatever it is. You need to have a plan and then pick the market that will support that. And so that's what I call the Y Goal SMP process. And that's how I coach people. And I constantly have to remind them, okay, yes, inspection report came back. However, really, what does that mean? Let's come back and take a look at your numbers. And what do the numbers look like? Does it contribute to your financial goal that'll paint that and fulfill that picture for you? Hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We as Elevation Realty are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment focused, high volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you wanna find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities as well as we are very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the Right Club find flips, single family rentals, duplex conversions, three and four unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. A little bit about myself, if you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in, in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca. That is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca. And let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, we are like, we're like the CEOs, really, of our own lives, right? And there's so many different aspects and divisions, you know, and, you know, subcommittees, you know, Laurel, don't throw something at the screen, right? So, but of all those different things of within our own lives and our own feelings that are all intertwined, like you said, and, and, and that's why like the values, I want to unpack those a little bit, like 
pick maybe one or two of the, your, the, your favorite values. And just that you said, each one has a meaning and think about that in our own lives of, of where we want that, that balance, that work-life balance. Well, good luck. It's never in balance. It's always balancing, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. Can I add something in there? I, I, I have to tell you that um, when I hear people talk about work-life balance, I roll my <laughs> eyes so hard. It's a wonder, you know, they get, don't get stuck in the back of my head because there is no such thing. What a crock. What an absolute crock. I don't know who invented that, but I swear to God, I love to strangle them because there is no such thing. Now there's harmony, but that's not work-life balance. That's a big difference. Yes. Well, that was my little soapbox. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. So wait, um, going back to what Alfonso was saying. So yeah. So th those five, those five core values, right? First of all, give them to us again. And then maybe pick one that really that you get like more excited about, or just maybe like a tinge more that, that you want to kind of share a little bit more of the meaning with. Yeah. So, I mean, it's health, sustainability, joy, fulfillment, and impact. And for me these days, I really focus. I mean, I feel like they're all really intertwined as you guys can see. And these days I really focus a lot on the health aspect of things because really Trust Your Talent was built upon the vision that number one, it's gonna outlast every one of us ideally because I want, I want this to be a platform, a movement. And I know you guys do too. And so this is why there's so much harmony and synergy in terms of what we're doing here because health to me i grew up and i mean i grew up in asia actually i didn't move to canada until 1999 so the first pretty much half of my entire life it's very much asian language asian culture asian food asian standards and um, asian traditionalisms and i just saw so many people so many of my elderlies they literally worked for 40 years of their lives and by the time they retire they don't know what to do with their time anymore. They get bored, they bug their kids or they get sick, unfortunately, because once you are not in that rhythm anymore, they don't know what to do with it. And even the ones that before they even retire, they just work so hard. And like me, they work themselves to the ground, literally. They got tons of health issues and they're popping pills all the time because they don't feel like they have the time or the resources to really take care of themselves. They constantly have to give, give themselves to the job, give themselves to the family, and then they neglect themselves. And so I always say that so many people work for the first of their half, uh, first half of their lives for wealth, and then use that wealth to pay for their health for the rest of their lives. And I don't want that. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for anybody. And that's why the other side of all of this is impact these days is that I feel like there is a message that I really want to put out there as well, like you guys. And so the vision statement that we have at Trusted Talent really is elevating human potential by living a strategically positive life. And strategically positive have so many layers within it because it really implies the fact that we all have choices. Because I think one of the biggest things we also need to remember is the fact that our current reality right now is the combination of collective results of every single decision, every single choice that we've made leading up to this point. 
And so again, we can choose to be pissed off at our job, at our health, at our life, at our bosses, at our spouses, at our kids, at our, at whoever, or, you know, that contractor that did not finish my rental on time or the mortgage broker that did not come through with a refi on time. We can all choose to be pissy about it or we can choose to look at what we can learn from it. And so being strategically positive, that changes the mental state and that allows us to really move forward in life with so much more oomph, so much more energy and purpose. So those are the two that I would probably say are the two that I'm just like, oh, every single day, it's not an alarm clock. When that clock goes off, I'm like, it's an opportunity clock for me. What can I do today? It's crazy because at 20, I almost lost my life. I promise when I got wheeled into that surgery room, I made a silent promise to myself that when I make it out of here, I'm going to do something different one day. So how long did it take you after, you know, the, your, the crisis in 29, like when you were 29, how long did it take you till, till you got to that point where you were actually say like, I guess comfortable or you could relax a little bit because, you know, to say that, well, okay, I'm not going back to the corporate world and there goes my job and there goes my portfolio and wow, you know, major depression and that's not easy to deal with. And, and then you came out of it. So yeah. like, what did you do or how did you start? Because that's what you did is oh, like my heart, my heart's actually clenching right now. That is really tough. It, I'm not going to say it's easy. Every, both of you, both of you, right? People like to see right now because we have stage time. So people always see the good side because I'm not going to come on a podcast and complain about my life. No. However, do we go through hardships and challenges on a daily basis? Absolutely, still. And yeah, Alfonso. Well, I was gonna say all the time, yeah. all the time, right? That's yeah. what makes it. I think, and I think that's what we, we we sometimes get focused on is that goal, but it's that pursuit, right? It's that getting in, getting comfortable with that pursuit of it, and getting to that goal. Okay, we got there. It's never as fun as actually getting there, right? Once you get the fish on the boat. All right, you got it on the boat, right? But so, what, what was like? What was that pursuit? What was uh, I want? I want everybody to hear this story because yeah. you started taking the classes. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna like because so many things sort of overlap as we all know how life happens. It's never just it's the chronological order of things never really made sense to me. <laughs> it, when you look back, right, it all the dots all connected perfectly. However, as it's happening because I basically lost all my savings by the time I was 27. And at this point, I have been already making an average of $140,000, $150,000 every single year, ever since I was 24. So by the old school traditional definition, I was doing well on paper. But like I said, I put my money into company stock options, RSPs, TFSAs. The first year, you know, ever since the first year TFSA, TFSA came out, I just, I was maxing it out. And then, I mean, at this point, it's probably just one year. And then also um, retirement funds. And so after 2008, basically in 2009, I just realized that, oh my God, my entire portfolio basically has like, it's pennies to the dollar at this point. And I always talk about the fact that I worked for Yellow Pages Group and I got laid off later on, so go figure. And so phone book company, right? So when I first joined the company, like this is something that my parents, everybody growing up told me, 
get good grades, get a good job. So you can, you know, write the benefits, get good income and get a good pension. And you might have stock options. So I had all that. Well, I remember buying stock options at like 18 bucks per stock. By the time I sold it, it was a penny stock. And because of global financial crisis and because of yellow pages not responding fast enough to the market changes, like this year, we all had to pivot. They didn't, it's a big ship to turn around. And so I just realized that I really had to do something. And so that's how I got introduced to this whole finance, uh, that this whole commercial syndication deal. And I put all my money in there. And this is why I'm super passionate about educating others like you guys about this particular asset class that is real estate. Because if you know what you're doing, you can make a lot of money. If you don't, you can lose a lot of money. In my case, I lose every last penny of my savings by the time I was 28. However, what really opened my eyes was the fact that when that happened, I thought I was getting my deed certificate because I had put in money into the deal in a syndication. What I got instead was a letter to summon all the investors that were involved in that project. Hundreds of us, hundreds of millions of dollars involved. And I was probably the last batch that got put through because those people took everybody else's money and ran. And so that put me into a boardroom at a law office right here in Edmonton. And I was probably one of the youngest, if not the youngest person in that room. Everybody else was likely in their 50s, 60s, 70s, because they thought the exact same thing I did at that time. Oh my God, my retirement savings funds in RSPs and savings just got cut in half overnight. I better pull it out and put it somewhere else safe. And they all thought real estate was safe. And so what I witnessed killed me. Like literally, again, heart attacks compared to this, it didn't even break my heart as much as, I, as witnessing this. I was watching and hearing 50, 70, 60 year olds saying things like, that was my entire life's work. How I'm gonna put food on the table? How I'm gonna pay rent? Oh, it gets me going every time I talk about this. I'm going to go kill myself now. And it's so hard when you see that. And I was 28 and I just, I walked away from that meeting super numb. And I just thought, I'm not going to join a part. Sorry. I'm not going to be a part of that, but I'm going to do something about it because I'm young. I can keep working and continue to accumulate my wealth. However, if I don't know what I'm doing, somebody else can do that to me again. 30 years later. And that's what got me to go into the real estate training. And this was back in 2010 now at this point. And so I started taking classes as Alfonso knows and started applying, you know, buying a property here and there because having a corporate job made it easy to get qualified for mortgages back then still. So I was able to hammer out basically six lease options within five months and effectively the cash flow was able to pretty much pay for all my basic expenses. And then funny enough, because during that time, I got a third heart attack and then I was off on long-term disability for nearly a year. And then when I went back to work, I basically got laid off. My entire department was gone within two weeks after I, was re I returned back to work. However, I also went back home and realized, oh, I actually don't need to go back and find another job. That's when I made the decision. Now I have the time to take care of my health and continue to build my real estate portfolio. 
And that's kind of how it happened. And this is why I will always commend people that do lease options because we're helping people and helping ourselves all at the same time. And from that point on, I got into a lot of other strategies and different markets over the years too. Yeah, it's really amazing. You're right. There were a lot of different things that you didn't see probably at the at the time, as you said, but you look back at it because hindsight is always perfect, right? And and, and yeah. from a distance, see the, the big view, you can see like, wow, look at that and this and that. And it's all connected. And that's just it, it's it's really it's really amazing. And and yes, I mean, one of the things that I know Daniel and I love about you know, doing the rent to own is is of course you do help people. Like, because if that's where you're coming from, then you know, most of the time things work out. They don't always, but then life isn't perfect. You know, <laughs> like that's just the way it is. Um, but it, 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 we do, and I know Alphonse is the same and Sarah's the same. We're doing this with the right club because we really, really want to help people. And whether these people decide that, you know, our members, the community, our community decides that they want to just have one property to supplement their income just a little bit, or whether they want to totally replace their income and not only replace it, but make it so big that until the 10th generation, you know, they have, you know, supplied the, the income, whatever, like there's everything in between, right? It's up to the yeah, individual, exactly. but you got to think about it. You got to plan, you got to yeah. dive deep and um, it won't, it doesn't just happen because you wish for it. Exactly. Yeah. So, wow. You know, we could talk about this for like the next two hours, couldn't we, Alfonso? You know what? I, I love talking to Tim and you know what? I, I love that we, we even able to really connect after uh, a few years and, and getting back at it. And, and that's a good thing is that it comes from a good spot. It comes from the heart. Right. And we thank God, Tim, that you're still here and your heart's still ticking so that uh, that we can keep interviewing you and talking to you about this stuff and inspiring other people so that you can continue to give on. But uh, I think it's time we get to the lightning round and uh, we ask you some questions. So, Tim, are you ready for the lightning round? I am ready. Hit me. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. So uh, I'll start off if that's cool with Laura. All right. So question number one, what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? And that could be virtual networking because you're doing a lot of that too lately. So um, yeah. The best advice that I ever got from a fellow investor is, uh, I'm just going to say when it comes to credit, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Good one. You betcha. <laughs> okay. Number two, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And that could be anything, a book, training, a person, an event. What's your favorite resource? Ooh, putting me on the spot right right now in all honesty you guys because i feel like i've been unplugged uh, like i because for the last few years i really focused and this is how actually my partner and i divided up the business too 
after a couple of years is that he's running the Canadian portfolio. I went into the US, I went to the UK to build our international portfolios. And so being reintegrated back into the Canadian real estate investing landscape right now, you guys, to me, is my main source of everything right now. So I love it. That's awesome. That's I, I appreciate that. And we definitely have to get Ray. We have to get Ray on the podcast. <laughs> Give him the link literally. Today. I will. <laughs> okay. All right. So question number three, what is the attribute that has made you most successful? Ooh, commitment, learning to make things a priority. So I think, uh, you know what, in the last few years, I've constantly been doing personal development and I learned a definition about commitment that really hit home. And I want to share this. Maybe you've heard of it already. However, a commitment is the choice I made that I surrender to. Oh, I like that. I like that. Commitment is the choice I make that I surrender to. Meaning the good, the bad will come your way, but you surrender to anything that happens and you keep your eyes on the goal and you commit to making it happen. Wow, that's really powerful. All right, question four. I think you can handle this one. What do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Ooh, what what type of things do I do on a Sunday morning? I, um... I usually have a personal development podcast in my years. And in the summertime, I go out for walks in the neighborhood first where I'm on the treadmill in my office, just getting warmed up. All right, there you go. So how can people reach you, Tim? Uh, people can find me either through social media, very, very straightforward on Facebook. They can go on facebook.com forward slash the Tim Tsai. And on my Instagram, the only Tim Tsai. And uh, they can email me directly to Tim at trustyourtalent.ca. Well, there you go. Thank you. And so before we go, are there any final words? Is there anything, is there one last piece of advice, tip, hint, whatever that you'd like to share with, with our listeners? I do, uh, especially when it comes to real, real estate investing. We always say that it's not about the number of properties. It's what each of them is doing for you. I know people that have 20 properties and nowhere near getting out of the rat race. I know people that have one property and that property is debt servicing everything for their lifestyle and they're completely free. So don't focus on the property. Focus on your goal and how you hit that with the right strategies. Wow. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. We really enjoyed this and we'll have you back for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Tim. So Alfonso, wow. I just, oh, I could have talked and listened to Tim talk for like, I don't know, a couple hours. What about you? I, yeah, I always get inspired by Tim. He was one of the first uh, presenters at the front of the stage. We had the same mentor. So have that same mindset that, you know, that same belief system and um, really have that same philosophy on, you know, helping people. If you help enough people, you're going to get everything that you want. And him, you know, really kind of getting emotional, got me emotional on realizing and then reflecting back and looking at, you know, what we can do more and how we can help others and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's why we're here for, that's what the right club's for. We're here to help people to continue to grow, to get inspired, to give you some facts, some knowledge, some actual practical advice that you can take. Cause we can have a lot of inspiration and motivation, but you got to put in the perspiration, right. And, and, uh, and put in the work. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, that, that's what all the tools are. And, and with that work, like, that's why we do these podcasts. We hope you're enjoying them. We want to hear from you, right? And, uh, and, and rate, review, share it with a friend. Let us know what you want to hear more of, maybe what you want to hear less of. I don't know. <laughs> we, we're always open to advice as we grow, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can, you can reach us, um, you know, laurel at the right club.com, um, Alfonso at the right club, club.com. Go to the, join our website, uh, our community, connect with us there. We're there. And uh, I, you know, there's lots, there's lots to share and we're all growing every single day. So we really hope to see you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I always do this and I'm going to put a challenge out to the Right Club community. If you send me a message on the Right Club link on the Right Club community, find me, like me, subscribe, let's get connected. And if you send me a message with the password TYT, all right? And that's for Timmy. That's for my boy, uh, Tim. That's Trust Your Talent. TYT, if you message me that, I'll, we'll set up a phone call. We'll talk about anything you want about real estate and uh, I'll excited to do that. So send me a message, TYT on the Right Club community. And uh, Laurel, until next time, what do we say? We say, come grow with us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.